0: Good morning. Good morning. We're going to continue our journey this morning—a journey to perfection. I, I checked this morning; I still got quite a ways to go. I still need to be working this journey. Still need to be trying every day to be more like Jesus. The ship I want to talk about this morning—as again, we're all on this journey together. The ship I want to talk about is leadership. Been in position of leadership a few times in my life, um, again, I lead classrooms now, and I was thinking the other day, I had never taught sixth grade till this year. I thought, how hard can it be? I, it's not the toughest grade I've taught. I've taught everything seven through 12. Sixth is not the toughest ever taught. Seven through 12 is not the toughest ever taught. I, I taught second grade for one day. Yeah, I did. I was actually... I'd taken a job in administration for one year which was uh not the best experience I ever had to be honest with you. A lot of things happened from that experience. One thing is I'm here. I don't know if I would be here if I hadn't had that experience. Uh what I learned was uh, one of my jobs was I, I filled classrooms with subs when teachers were out. And the school I was at it was hard to get subs. It was Not the easiest place. I couldn't find a second grade sub. I thought, with what I'm dealing with, how hard can this be? It didn't take me long to to figure out. The the teacher had left some wonderful plans. But it didn't take me long that if a second grader tells you they need to go to the bathroom, I'm not going to tell you the full story. Not here. Maybe later, if you ask me. (laughs) But, But if a second grader tells you two or three times they need to go to the bathroom, let them go to the bathroom. That's my only advice I'm going to give you this morning. I respect. It gave me a whole new respect for teachers that teach elementary. Um, it's the only time to ever happen, it ever happened. But anyway, uh, let's go. on. Leadership. Leadership, we're all called to be leaders. We're all leaders in different ways. We're all leaders. Everybody's not called to lead from a pulpit or from a to be a pastor, but every one of us are called to be Christian leaders. We are all called to be, when we're on this journey, there are people who need to see our example. And for us to to be able to show them the example, we need to be following the example of Jesus Christ. And and this morning I want to talk about, Christian leadership, I'm going to talk about servant leadership, I'm going to start out, I'm going to reference a bunch of scripture as we go through, but I'm going to read one verse, I'm going to read Ephesians 2.10, for we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be here, Lord. Just thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for sending us a perfect example, Lord. I just pray this morning as we study the scripture, Lord, that we, we set our eyes on you and we strive to be more like you every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Again, leadership. Sometimes when you lead, you've got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You've got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Again, if you told me when I was young that I was going to be doing this or te- speaking in front of anybody, I said, there's, no there's no way. I said, there's no way. I can't do it. I was shy. If you told me to ever sing in the choir, no. Can't do it. But I'll tell you, the first time I went over to sing in the choir is because of the song that my grandfather taught me how to play on a guitar. And I went over there saying it's the happiest I've seen a lot of ladies in this church when I went over to sing. So Since then, I've tried to sing every week, or every week in the choir. And I haven't missed many, but I don't sing well. But again, sometimes when you're in leadership, you've got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. And I wish that you all could see what I see from here. I wish you all could hear... What I hear from here. How I feel the presence of God when I look in your eyes and I hear you all. When I hear you sing, or I hear you respond. Make it out of my comfort zone again. If you told me I was going to do this, I would never tell you. But I'm going to lead you in a song. And this... <laughs> Roger's leaving. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> I did not retire to do this. <laughs> but this song's been in my head for a few days. I want to sing it. I'm going to stop. And y'all sing it back to me. I just want to hear you. Don't worry about how I sound. I know how I sound. You don't have to tell me. But this is a good opening hymn that we sing sometimes. And I just want to do the chorus. Again, I want to sing part of it. Y'all sing it back to me. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I feel the brush of angel wings. I I see glory on each face. face. Surely the presence presence of the Lord is in this place. Can we do it one more time? Surely the presence Of the Lord, the Lord is in this place I can feel his mighty power I can feel his mighty power and his, grace. and his grace I feel the brush of angel wings I feel the brush of angel wings I see glory on each face Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Thank you, y'all. That was awesome. Y'all did great. Me, not so much, but can you not feel the presence of the Lord? Again, when I hear you sing, when we sing that song, and I hear, I wish you could just be here to hear your voices and to look in your eyes. It's magnificent. It's unbelievable. But again, God can use people without natural ability. I've got very little natural music ability. But i just sing a song in front of you. First time ever. Um, You don't have to have the proper background. God can use some imperfect people for his perfect mission. The disciples went on to be the founding leaders of the early church. They were fishermen and tax collectors. It's what they did for a living. They're not highly educated. They weren't from influential families. Some of them had strong, strong, driven personalities. But some of them didn't. You see, God prepares us when he calls us. And we can't limit God. If God wants to do something in your life, He's going to supply you with what you need. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It does not mean that it's going to be easy, but He prepares those that He calls. The disciples spent three years with Jesus to prepare them for starting the early church. Before they preached the sermon, they listened to Him. Before they went out on their own, they followed Him. You see, we can't shortchange or short circuit what God can do. When we're called, we need to listen. We need to follow. Another thing is we can't rush His call. We can't be impatient. You see, God's timing is perfect. He's perfect in all that He does, including His timing. You see, God equips those he calls. God will use you in mighty ways. He designed people, he gave them spiritual gifts to steer them in the direction they're supposed to lead. But what is leadership? When we think about leadership, what is leadership? A good Christian definition of leadership is exercising true authority in Christ not authority in yourself not authority in anything else but authority in Christ it's expertise expertise facilities capacities all those things that God is mighty and powerful in he has insight we need to be obedient The first thing we need to do if we're going to be good Christian leaders is we have to have a relationship with Jesus. We've got to go back to that first ship that we talked about. To lead by Christ's example, we have to be following him. We have to be imitating him. We have to be doing what Christ did. We've got to be feeding the hungry. We've got to be serving the less fortunate. We've got to have a strong and intimate relationship with God. For us to lead, we have to be following. We have to have a spirit-driven and a passionate following of Christ that to other people's looking in that may not even make any sense. But we have to have a sense of purpose. It has to be spirit-driven. You see, what I'm talking about is servant leaders. To lead Christians, to lead people to Christ, we have to serve them. To learn what it truly means to be a servant leader, we have to follow Christ's example, His perfect example. Matthew 20 23, Christ tells us that we need to first of all to have an attitude of servanthood. If we're going to lead, we must first serve. See, in the Gospels, the writers tell us that Christ gave us the perfect example. John 13 tells a story about Christ washing the disciples' feet. And for us today, I mean, that's not an easy job today, but then it was the job of the lowest servant in the household because feet got dirty. Feet got dirty. But Jesus took the place of the lowest servant in order to lead us. To lead us towards his perfection. Servant leadership. Jesus offers himself himself as a model of this. As leaders, we need to be following that example. We need to be showing people the way to Christ. Oftentimes, we tell people the way to Christ, but we need to show people that way. We need to live our lives as a model for servant leadership. True servant leaders know their strengths. They also know their weaknesses. And they surround themselves with people who can compliment them. That's what leaders do. Leaders don't take control and and, and sole authority as they put people in position to lead. They put people in position to make up for their weaknesses. You see, we serve a Savior that has no weaknesses, but he knows our weaknesses. And if he calls you, he has equipped you, he will equip you, you need to lead. He says, serving attitude, a serving attitude does not equip somebody to abuse them. A servant attitude equips people to want to help people. A true servant leader lives a disciplined life. Again, sometimes we mess that word disciplined up when we think that it's punishment. In reality, discipline is a way of life. If you follow good discipline, punishment doesn't come. In my classroom, I hope that I teach good discipline. It just means teaching kids what they should be doing. Christ gave us the perfect example. He gave us... He gave us discipline. We can all be leaders, but servant leaders, good Christian servant leaders all have, I think I put eight traits down. I think it's eight. Yeah. The first one is they lead by example. Good servant leaders, lead by examples. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. As we step out onto the field, let us exemplify these words. You see, to lead by example, we've got to put others first. You ever heard the term, hey, do as I say, not as I do? It don't work. It don't work. I can hear you, but till I see you do it, do I truly believe it? I'm not saying that anybody here would, would, would lie about it, but I'm just saying, yeah, if you want me to know something, tell me about it, but then show me. A good leader does tell people the way things should be done. Then they give them an example. Again, that's what Christ has done. I learn really, really well when I hear things. I learn when I see things. The more senses we get involved, the better we learn. But I really learn by doing. If you want to teach me something, give me something to do. Show me an example. Teach me how to do it. Then let me do it. Good leaders delegate. Good leaders teach people. Then get out of their way. You see, leading by example is tough, especially when you're a control freak like me. It's hard for me to get out of the way. I want to touch everything. I want to be involved in everything. But to truly lead by example, I should give you the opportunity to do what God has gifted you with. Other, another characteristic of a good servant leader is putting others first. Mark 9.35 says, Serve, Excuse me. Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and a servant of all. Anyone who wants to be first must be last. We've got to put other people's needs ahead of our own. If not, we're not truly worshiping God. If we put our needs ahead of everybody else's, then we're worshiping ourselves. We're being selfish. We are worshiping, but we're not worshiping God. To worship God, we have to put others first. We also have to actively listen. It's another one that I'm not real good at. I hear decently well. But I don't always listen. There's a difference. It's one I want to work on. I want to actively listen. I want to see. I want to hear everything you have to say. You've got so much to teach me. Proverbs 18.13 says, To answer before listening, that is the folly and shame. You see, as a leader... We've got to, we have to listen, not to respond, but listen to empathize. Listen to know what that person is telling you. Something we need to hear, something we may be able to help them with, we have to actively listen. listen. The fourth characteristic, the fourth trait of a good servant leader is empowering growth. Empowering growth. Yeah, as a leader, I need to grow, but I've got to give you the opportunity to grow. Ephesians 4.16 Paul writes. Paul writes, likewise, as servant leaders, we strive to empower our teammates to reach to reach their goals. I paraphrase that. Whether it's offering guidance when someone's struggling, or if it's supporting somebody as they're doing something, something very important in their life. We need to be with them. We need to empower them. We need to help them. Another characteristic is humility and, care, and, and accountability. James 4.10 reminds us, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble ourselves, and we'll be lifted up. Good lead- leaders are humble. They're not self-conceited. They're not caught up with their self. Good leaders have character and integrity. To be a good Christian leader, Christ gave us the perfect example. But we need to live in character and integrity. To be a Christian leader, we don't need to be greedy. We don't need to give in to excessive drinking or be quick-tempered. But we're to be self-controlled. Responsible, a responsible steward. That's what we're called to be. Next week we're going to talk about stewardship, but we're called to be stewards of what God's blessed us with, to be an effective Christian leader, to be an effective servant leader. We've got to take care of what we've been blessed with. We have to have integrity. When we say yes, it needs to mean yes. When we say no, it needs to be no. People need to trust their leaders. Integrity is very important. The seventh characteristic is team worker. We need to help each other. We're on this journey together. We're going through some of the same struggles. Some of us are going through more struggles than others. And I told you last week, we need God, but we also need each other. The last characteristic that I put down, and there's more, I'm sure, but the last one I put down is we need to be committed to making disciples. And all that we do while we're taking care of each other and taking care of the needs of other people, it is to be introducing them to Christ. And once they have that relationship, equipping them with what they need for this journey. Teaching them to keep their eyes upon Jesus. Matthew 28 19 and 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have to teach people to be disciples, it's not natural. Some of the ways that we follow Jesus, some of the ways that we're supposed to be doing things don't make sense to our human bodies. If we're not being spirit-led, how can it be true that being the lowest of the servants is going to make us a great leader? It's because of what Jesus did for us. If you want to look at a true servant leader, look what Jesus did. Look what he does in our lives today, but look at the sacrifice he made. Look at the torture he endured for us. Jesus is our perfect example, our perfect example of being a a leader. As we keep going on this journey and we keep enduring hardships and we keep celebrating birthdays and other celebrations, we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We've got to stay in love with God. We have to stay in love with God daily. Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. To stay in love with God, I want to remind you of John Wesley's means of grace. As being steward, or being, uh, being leaders, being servant leaders. We should be practicing these means of grace. We should be working the individual practices, the works of piety. We should be reading, meditating, studying the scriptures, praying, fasting, and attending worship. We should be living healthy and sharing our faith with others. Together we should be regularly sharing the 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 sacraments. We should be fellowshipping together, Christian conferencing, works of mercy. We should be doing good works. We should be visiting the sick, visiting those in prison, feeding the hungry, and taking care of the needs of others. We should be seeking justice. All these things are making disciples. Again, if we're going to be good stewards, if we're going to be good servant leaders, those are the things that we need to be doing. Making disciples, growing congregations, transforming the world. It's part of our mission. It's part of our church mission. There's our church mission. We're a community of faith, hope, and love whose mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I want to close by asking you a couple questions. Are you ready to lead? Are you ready to lead? Are you committed to servant leadership that's modeled by Jesus Christ? Trust me, he can use you. If you answer yes to these, he can use you. He can use you to lead. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for equipping us. Lord, thank you for this wonderful church. Thank you for our awesome community, Lord. I just pray that... uh, as we're on this journey together, Lord, that you're with us. You're walking every step of the way with us. We know that you are. We know that you're equipping us, Lord, to make disciples. Not disciples of ourselves, Lord, but disciples of you. Lord, I pray for, for everyone here, Lord. I just pray that, uh, that their eyes, their hearts, their minds have been opened. In Jesus' name, amen.